Whoa! super rockin' intro song, am I right? Hey y'all, it's uh, Rocko Blast Stories here. Greatest bass player in the puppet lands. Really sorry to like interrupt the intro music if you're singing along like try and ignore me, right? I'm just here to tell you that Benedettiville's got some really cool live shows coming up. And the first one, and the big one of the summer, is gonna be in Petaluma at the Mystic Theater. On the Mystic Theater stage, you guys, I'm gonna be there. It's gonna rule. We're gonna be part of the Petaluma Comedy Festival, and we're playing on Saturday, August 18th at high noon. You can get some tickets at petalama.com, or you can check out our website. It's got like links to it and everything. Benedettiville.com. Man, I can't wait. I'm like practicing so hard. It's gonna be a big game. All right, let's get back to that sweet intro music. See you guys later. in the studio today. It is Papa Gio with Emeline. Emeline, you over there? Yeah. How you doing over there? Good. Got your headphones on? Mm-hmm. You over there on your microphone? Yeah. In the radio station? Yeah. Downtown Petaluma? Yeah. Nice sunny day? Yeah. Great weather? Yeah. Are you a turkey? No. Ah, almost got you that time though, didn't I? Was that close? Mm-hmm. Okay. Stella, you over there? Yeah. Hey, you got your, let's see if we can pull that microphone down a little bit closer to you. Oh. All right, hold on. Well, we just came back from a downtown mission. We've got a new book with us. We've got our snacks. We are ready to dig into a full hour's worth of amazing stories. We're still on vacation, basically, so the stories and the show today are all coming from past stories that we've told on the Benedettiville podcast. Are you, oh, you ready, Stel? Yeah. Got anything to add to our introduction so far? Uh, yep. Uh, Emmy? No, you not really. Okay. <laughs> Except for that I do have another loose tooth. And I got two of them pulled. There are some loose teeth here here in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, that's what's going on. I don't know what Emmy's fussing about, but that's happening. It's all happening live here on KPCALP, Petaluma, California, 103.3 FM. And um, we're going to get to a story. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsors, shall we? Yep. Hey, you want to talk gardening? You want to talk about spectacular things happening in your yard that just might blow a hole through the fence? Like literally hole through the fence? Well, then try some of my magic beans. Magic beans! As ever, I'm in terrible dire need of cows. I need a cow so bad, I'll trade you magic beans for a cow. Three beans, one cow. That's the offer. Plant the beans, water them. Don't water them. I don't know. Shoot, they're magic. Maybe they don't eat water. Maybe they eat tuna fish sandwiches. You gotta try everything with magic beans. I'll never know what they'll do. But these people treated me cows for beans, so hey, take a listen to what happened to them. Hey, it's me, Jack. You all know the story. I traded my family's only cow for three magic beans from that crazy old guy at the market. Well, I got to climb into the clouds on a magic beanstalk. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. I really do recommend the magic beans. They are totally worth the cow. I mean, for me, anyway. Well, 
When I heard Jack's story about the magic beans, I took my family's whole herd of cows to that crazy old man. We had four to six cows, so let's see, that ended up being 138 magic beans. I was so excited, even though my family, dairy farmers for generations, were pretty upset. I planted all the magic beans in neat rows in the field behind my house. Each bean grew one stem. Each stem grew one big pea pod. And inside each pea pod were three tiny, tiny people. That's 414 tiny people. They built a village behind our house. They expanded, had families. Now our house is right next to a very, very large city full of tiny people. Office buildings, skyscrapers, they come up to about my waist. Parks, roller coasters, schools, movie theaters, everything. It's pretty amazing. My family is still pretty mad. We had to go out and buy a whole other herd of cows. <laughs> well, you see, you might end up with a city full of tiny people in your backyard. Or ghouls. Or, like that one nice gal, you might get some bear claws. Like both kinds of bear claws. She has bear claws on her arms, like for hands, but she also can grow bear claws like the pastry to eat it with. And then she eats it with the bear claw. It's amazing. I don't know what'll happen. It's just magic beans. That's what. Now, I'm sure that you could use one or three, and I'm even more sure that I could use a cow. So bring me a cow. Come on, don't be shy. Quit hogging all the cows. Bring a cow, and I'll give you three magic beans. Magic beans! Um, I don't have any magic beans here. I can use a magic bean. Emmy, you got any magic beans over there? Um, no. No? How come? Um, because, um, I never got any. Yeah. Because you've never had that's true. We've never had a cow to trade for the magic beans. Okay, yeah. new first step, you guys. we got to get ourselves a cow. Any of you Benedettiville listeners out there want to call in, the number is 707-981-7577. Well, that's why I'm telling everybody the phone number. The phone number is 707-981-7577. If you've got a cow that you'd like to give us that yeah, we can trade for magic... Well, hey, you know, if we can get a cow, it's going to be great, right? Because if we can trade it for the magic beans, who knows what they're going to do. If we get a cow, we're going to have to buy a whole new house. That, well, okay. Also, if you have a whole new house for us, call 707-981-7577. We're looking for cows and houses here today. Yep. You have to buy a farm, not just a house. A farm. Yep. All right. Well, call us and give us a farm. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to play you. have to get a farm house. We could get a perfect farm house, combine it, yeah. and a cow. Yeah. In the meantime, we're going to play a story. This is a story about uh, one time when I had to take my computer in to get it repaired. I love this story. Uh, you're going to hear some very young uh, Stella Jean voices helping me tell it. Uh, let's see if we can get that started here. Here's some story music in there. Oh, there it is. Um, hello. Is there anyone here to tell a story with? Yes, my name is Stella Jean. I want to talk to us with you, Papa. Oh, I'm so glad, Stella Jean. Um, so, who should eat all your dessert all the time? You should, Papa. I love it when you eat my... Ah, where'd you come from? I'm Stella. Get out of here. You're not Stella. I'm Stella, and I think Papa should eat all my ice cream for the rest of all time. I don't know. Okay, I was faking it. You got me. You're the real Stella. You were taking a nap. True or false? True. 
I was not taking a nap. True or false? True. I was driving around having adventures. True or false? True. I was. And guess where I went? Where? Remember when we went to the computer store? Mm-hmm. And I gave them my computer because my computer was broken. Remember? So they called me today and said, your computer's back. It's ready. You can come pick it up. So I went down to pick it up. And you know how my, it was like one of those folding computers that kind of like kind of comes down and then it opens up and comes down? Okay. Well, guess what happened when I went to go try and pick it up? The guy said, um, I can't fix your computer. I said, oh, well, then you guys should keep it. You guys got to keep keep my computer until it's fixed. And they said, nope. Get this computer out of here. We can't fix it. And we don't want it anymore. And then I looked at his hands and guess what? He had band-aids on all of his fingers. I said, huh. Well, sorry you couldn't fix my computer. I'll just grab it. And I went to pick up my computer. And you know how it folds? Well, it opened up. And then it snapped shut right on my fingers. And I went, ow! It's a big idea. He said, yeah, it's been doing that for the last two days to everybody. Nobody can fix your computer because it just snaps all of our fingers. And all the other people there at the computer store that worked there held up their hands. Guess what? Everybody had band-aids on their fingers. I said, oh, no. They said, yeah, this is bad news. We've never seen a problem like this before. I said, um, well, what, what can we do about it? They said, get that thing out of here. I said, okay, I'm going to get it out of here. And I went to grab it, but it jumped out of my hands. And then it started going, om, 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 om. and you know all the little phones and all the little cables and all the headphones and everything else that was in that computer store? Guess what? My computer started to gobble them all up. Chomp, 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 and it gobbled up a phone. Chomp, 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 and it gobbled up one of those big pads. And it chomp, 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 and gobbled up like three packs of headphones. And it started to grow. And every time it chomped a new thing, it got bigger. And it got bigger. And it got bigger. And pretty soon we all said, let's get out of here. And we ran out of the store. And behind us, guess what came chomping after us? That giant computer. Chomp, 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 chomp. And I said, ah. I said, wait a minute. I know somebody who can help with this. And I still had my phone in my hand, and I, I took it out. And of course, my giant computer was very hungry for phones. And he saw my phone, he said, wow, and he started chasing me. But I went, beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. Hey, Stella. What? Stella, are you there? Yeah. This is really important. Stop snoozing. Wake up. Are you awake? Yeah. Okay. There is a giant computer chasing me because it ate up almost all the stuff in the computer store. And I don't know what to do about it because it's just, ah! And I, did, I, screamed, I screamed like that because it chased me and I had to dodge behind um, one of the escalators. It is chasing me! Go up an escalator. Okay. Because your computer is afraid of escalators. Ah, I didn't know that. All right, I'm going to do it. So I jumped onto the escalator. And I rode all the way up and I looked down and the chomp, 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 chomp. It was still chomping around down there. And he could see my phone. I knew it wanted my phone. I said, Stella, it worked. It's not chasing me anymore. It's scared of the escalator. But it's still chomping up, like, all the stores and the chairs and the umbrellas and all of the other things that are down in the giant store. Hmm. What should we do? Um, can you get down here? Yes. Okay. See if you can come down here and help me out. I'll bring a pair of paper. I'll bring a whole box of paper. Great. And then we can put it in a trap. I love that. Okay, let's get down here with that paper. Under the traps. And then the computer will be busy eating the paper. Yeah. And he won't notice the trap falling under. Okay, what kind of trap should we give him? 
a huge square trap. A huge square trap to like put like a net to like keep him from moving around. How are we gonna get him to get small again? Bring a magic shrinking potion and paper, please. Yes. Okay. And I hung up the phone and I waited, I waited. How long did I have to wait? Um, like a, 10 minutes? No. How long? Two seconds. One second. Whoa! How'd you get here so fast? Uh, that was amazing. The magic shrinking potion kind of did it? Whoa, it's a magic shrinking potion and a super fast flying potion. <laughs> Double strength potion. Good thinking. And so you finally got there, and we were up above on the rail, and I said, look, it's down there. It's still chomping up everything. Okay, how are we going to set the traps again? We have to uh, put the traps, so we have to uh, go down there, and make them put the paper yeah. where we can put the rope, yeah. and then we'll go back up. Uh-huh. Put the rope's on, and where the traps are Okay. and then... Just on the paper. Oh, good idea. Right. That's pretty funny. Okay, so I put on some gloves because I didn't want to touch the shrinking potion on accident. And we soaked a bunch of pages in the shrinking potion. And then the pages shrunk down real small, but they were still like big enough where you could eat them. And I said, okay, Stella. Yeah, about like this big. Yeah, like about that big, like about as big as my head. And so I said, Stella, I need you to shout and yell up here for my crazy computer to distract him. And I'm going to go down there and put all the paper down, okay? Oh, and I gave you my phone. I said, shake this around. He loves phones. He can't get up there because he's scared of the escalators, but he'll at least stay around because he will want to eat it. But don't drop it. And I ran down the stairs, and I put all the paper with the shrinking potion on it around. And then I said, okay, Stella, we're ready. Get the ropes ready in the net. So I tied up the ropes to the net, and then tied up the ropes. Yeah. And I saw where the paper was, so I tied up the ropes. Right up above where the paper was. <laughs> and then... And I also went for a Good thinking. I said, okay, I'm ready to come upstairs, but first I got to get... Uh, my computer to see all this paper over here. So I yelled really loud. I said, hey, computer, over here. And I shook the pages of paper, and it turned around. And I went, chomp, chomp, chomp. And it came right towards me. I said, Wah! And I dropped the paper, and I ran up the escalator, which meant I was safe because, of course, it was scared of the escalator. And then it turned around. Yeah, it went fast, but I got to the escalator just in time. But it did nip the back of my pants. And so there's like a little hole in the back of my pants where it almost got me. And then it turned around and it went back over to the big pile of paper and it started going, oh, no, 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 and it went, and it got very, very small, and then finally, yeah, it got, yeah, it got to its normal size, and then it stopped shrinking. I said, okay, do you think I can go up to it now? No. Why do you think it got to be a crazy computer and started biting everything? Did somebody put a curse on it? Did somebody cast a crazy magic spell on my computer? Who was it? Kaplopitus. Kaplopitus? Is Kaplopitus like the cousin of the genie? Well, maybe it's 
His brother. Maybe he was really mad because he knew that someone at our house had helped to blow Kerplopis all into a million pieces, never to be seen again. So maybe he found out and he thought, I'm going to cast a mean spell on that computer. And he cast a mean spell on my computer. So how are we going to get this spell off of my computer? Give your computer a bath. Give my computer a bath? The potion is only on the outside. Okay. So we need to somehow soak the insides with the potion? Not, no. The bath potion is only on the outside. Oh, we got to wash it off. You got to wash the bath potion off. Okay, well, I have bad news for you. Hmm? There's one thing that you can't do with a computer. It's put it in a bathtub. Because then nothing will work forever. It'll be like fried. So how are we gonna clean it, but not put it in a bath? Wait, I just remembered. We have to collect some magic cleaning formula, and there's nothing that cleans better than dragon spit. Dragon spit is like the best cleaner, magic cleaner that ever was. So all we have to do is go find our friend, the red dragon, from up on Dragon Mountain. Get some dragon spit, come back real quick, wash off his computer. Bad news. Did you forget that the red dragon can be fire? Right, so just make sure he spits and doesn't do his fire breath. Do you think he can do that, or do you think he's just going to blow us on fire? Maybe the blue dragon? Blue dragon spit might be better, because then what are they, what's their, what comes out with their breath? Water? Water spit. Watery spit. Perfect. Okay, let's go to the blue dragons. I don't know any blue dragons, though, do you? Yeah. Like, should we just show up and say, hey, blue dragons? They'll be like, who are you? I'll say, ah, oh, I gotta get out of here. We went over to Dragon Mountain. Yes. We stepped up and we knocked on. Blue dragon! Ah, oh, he's waking me up. Hey, it's uh, Papa and Stella. We were just wondering if we could get a little bit of spit. We gotta clean out this crazy computer. We brought the computer with us in a net. And he could see it was snapping and growling. He said, Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Who did that? He said, Oh, that was Kerplopidus. He's the brother of Kerplopidus. He said, Oh, that's bad news for you guys. Here, here, let me give you some spitment. <laughs> and he spit right in the jar for us. And we said, Oh, thanks. That's really gross, but thanks. Ugh. Hey, Stelly, maybe you should wash the computer. I don't want to touch that dragon spit. Nice and thick. Even though it's watered. Did you do it? Thick like Play-Doh. Is it thick like Play-Doh? And we just kind of rub it all over the computer? Yes. And everywhere we touch it to the computer, it kind of glowed with a bluish, silverish magic. And slowly but surely, my computer stopped chomping around and growling. And pretty soon, we finished cleaning the whole thing. And it was just a computer again. Whew! Finally, I said, let's get this computer back home, and uh, maybe we can cook some dinner. And Stella said, yeah, you're the best cooker of dinner ever. No, I yeah, did Yeah, you did. I, I heard no, your I voice. Did. It just sounds just like no, me. No, what did you I sound like this. Yeah, you do sound like that. I sound more hype. I sound a little bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like you. Are. And I said a little 
you guys know, here in the studio live, Emmeline has taken her headphones off. She's come around the radio table and she is now tickling me while I'm trying to talk on the radio. Emmy, get it out. Quit tickling me. <laughs> the story's over. Quit tickling your dad. Quit. Um, all right, so that was, a, that was a lovely story to commemorate the repair of dad's laptop. And um, you know what's cool about the radio station is that we have um, all these cool little things around here, little public service announcements. There was one last week for, um, and it's still here this week, actually, about the Petaluma Comedy Festival, uh, which is still a real thing. So if you guys are interested in a comedy festival here in our very own hometown, check out Petaluma.com. But there's a new one today that I found, and uh, this looks really interesting. It says, please read uh, Radio People, if you're interested. And so I thought, yeah, I'd, I'd like to read it. So we'll just um, we'll give it a little bit of a... Let's see what's going on here. Public service announcement. Whoa. Do you hear that, Stella? Sounds like circus music or something? Yeah. Weird. I did not push any buttons. That's just happening? Yeah. Huh. Well, here's what I'm supposed to read. Uh, it says, coming soon to your town, the incredible Circus of Dave's. That's right. You've surely heard about it. Maybe you've seen the movies. Maybe you grew up watching the Saturday morning cartoon. It's the Circus of Dave's. That's right, an entire circus where everyone in the circus is named Dave. There's Dave the Clown, Dave the Lion Tamer, Dave the guy who can roller skate on a spider web. There's the amazing Dave, the world's seventh best magician. Flexible Dave, he can touch his toes without bending his knees. There's the team of Dave trapeze artists. There's even a team of tiger riding Daves, and for the first time ever, all the tigers are, you guessed it, named Dave. Yes, the incredible Circus of Dave's is sure to come to your town. It will probably be in the middle of the night, when no one is looking. And when you wake up, whammo! There's going to be the big top tent, the flags flapping in the breeze, the music, the smell of popcorn and hot dogs, the sights, sounds, and smells that only a circus full of people named Dave could manage. When the circus has to leave, sadly, they will most likely pack up everything in the middle of the night and be off like a Dave-scented breeze. Now, you out there, you out there named Dave... Have you ever wanted to run away to the circus? Ever wanted a life of travel, adventure, danger, and excitement? And is your name actually Dave? Then come with us! Run away with the incredible circus of Dave! Don't even try and fib about your name. We know every fake Dave trick in the book. Only real Daves are allowed. Davids are acceptable, as long as we can call you Dave. So, keep your eyes open, save your nickels and dimes, and come out to the incredible Circus of Dave's in your town. Weird. Oh. Oh, the music's gone. That was a very strange thing. I hope we have some more uh, fun things that we get to say when we're, when we're here at the station. Little public service announcements. Um, well, let's see. What's coming up next year? We have... You, you got, we're having some serious technical difficulties on the headphone front over here with Stella and Emily. So I'm going to see if I can work on that while we leave you with this word from our sponsor. What's the worst part about gardening? Weeding, that's what. 
pulling all those rotten, pokey, nasty, ugly weeds up out of your garden. Your knees will get scraped, and your back gets sore, and your hands get dirty. And if you're like most gardeners, you hate weeding. So call me. I love pulling out weeds. Pay me, and I'll come do your weeding for you. Just don't ask me what I do when I gather up all the weeds that I pull and load them up into my large black butt. That's, that's none of your business. You just asked me to pull the weeds. You didn't say what I could or couldn't do with the weeds, right? So just think about how much time you'll save not having to go out and weed your garden. I have very reasonable rates of very fast in pulling weeds. Always clean up after myself. Yeah, I won't even leave a single weed in your yard. I'll pull them out of your garden and load them into that big black bus, and you'll never see them again. In fact, no one will ever see them again ever. It's almost as though the weeds were being devoured, you know, by a large weed-eating yordle beast. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that existed, which it doesn't it doesn't exist. Just made that up just now. <laughs> I mean, if someone did have a large and ravenous weed-eating yordle a job weeding garden would be perfect because then the weeding person would get money and you'd also have food for the hungry creature at the same time. I mean, if, if somebody thought of that, they'd be really clever, but very made up, right? Imaginary, not real at all. And they wouldn't drive a big black bus ever. So, in conclusion, call me and I'll do the weeding. And if you see a black bus around town or in your neighborhood, please stay away, especially if you've been near any kind of field or park or weeds. <laughs> call me. Um, I'm not going to call that guy. I know that we're supposed to support our sponsors on this show, but that guy seems all sorts of suspicious. I don't know. What do you think, Em? Should we get yeah. that guy to do some weeding for us? Yeah. We yeah. should? No. no. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what a yordle beast is, but... <laughs> Sounds like there's something going on there. Um, let's see. Next, we have a story, and this is a Halloween story. And the Halloween Why story. Why are you doing a Halloween story in the middle of summer? Uh, are you serious? It's the middle of summer, Stella. Don't tell me that. I thought tomorrow was Halloween. No. It's not. It's not October. <laughs> um, so it's because it's summer vacation, and we're we're pulling all of our old stories, and and this is one of my favorites. Oh. So. So, what the heck? Yeah, so there's a there's a girl uh, that lives at our house. I don't know if you've met her. Her name's Emmeline. Mm -hmm. And at Halloween, she really likes to scare her dad. And she scares her dad by starting stories like this. Once upon a time. Emmy, do you want to tell how, how this story starts? Once upon a time, there was a monster. Yeah, that's how they always start. And then sometimes it starts out, once upon a time, there was a... Big, scary, and then Dad usually just freaks out. But I thought that for this Halloween story that we could tell, it would be just a nice storytelling adventure, and it wouldn't be all scary. But oh, I was so <laughs> no, don't no scaring me. Oh no! We're gonna go to the story. Dad needs help. I'm ready. Once upon a time, there's a big, ugly, scary monster. No, I don't like that. It's too scary. And I get you. Because it's noisy. Don't make it scare me. It's it. Do you really scare me? Yeah. 
and a big, ugly monster said hi to all of the people in the world, but it bite into the goblins. It, it said bye to the goblins or it bit the goblins? It bit the goblins. It bited the goblins? Yeah. Whoa. That's pretty crazy. Okay, narrator interruption here. We stopped uh, recording for a minute. I, I believe it was because we were goofing around with the microphone, or maybe the dog came in, or Stella came in. Can't remember exactly what it was. But we had to stop, and then we had to restart. So, here we go. Emmeline, restart now. Once time, get a bit ugly. No. Monster. Ladybug girl? Yeah. Did you have a cape? Yeah. What color was it? Blue. And what else did you have? Green pants. That sounds great. Did you have a mask or a helmet or anything? I had a little mask and a helmet. That's amazing. Ladybug girl, so you weren't scared at all of the monsters, but I was scared? Yeah. Did you save me? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I was real worried there. And, and I jumped on one of the monsters. Did it totally bonk him right on the head? Bonk. You jumped right on him? Yeah. Could you jump super far like a ladybug? Yeah. yeah. Can you fly like a ladybug? Yeah. Do you have other powers? Can you eat bugs like a ladybug? And can you climb on flowers like a ladybug? That's amazing. Can you talk to other ladybugs? Yeah. What do ladybugs talk about? The gross bugs. Oh, yeah? Do they talk about anything else? Yeah. What else do they talk gross about? Gross centipedes. Gross centipedes? Yeah. No way. I bet, are they friends with centipedes? No. Why not? Because the earth centipedes are mad. Oh, I see. Because the goblins jumped on one of them. Oh, those rotten goblins. Did Ladybug also save me from the goblins? No. You didn't? What happened to me with the goblins? One of the goblins squished you. Squished me all up? Yeah. 100%? Yeah. All, I was just squishy? Whoa, your headphones fell off. Yeah. The goblin squished me? Yeah. Could you put me back together? No. Why not? Because I'm not a superhero. What happened to Ladybug Girl? I died. You died too? I got squished and you died? Yeah. That's a real sad story. And then we needed to be carried by the good goblins. 
Where'd they take us? To the doctor. Oh, and then did we get better? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. We must have been a real good doctor. And you were staying with the mean goblins. I stayed with the mean goblins? Oh, no. Did you come and rescue me after the doctor made you better? You're shaking your head no. Wow. That is not what I was hoping for. I was really hoping you were going to come and rescue me, and now I'm with the mean goblins, and what are you going to do? You just guys came back to life with a good doctor, and I'm stuck with the mean goblins? No way. I am not a fan of that. That does not sound very fair. I have an idea. How about... After you get better at the doctor, you come and save the day as Ladybug Girl or as a different superhero, but you got to come back for your papa and get him unsquished. Here's another narrator interruption. What happened to poor squished papa will forever be a mystery in this story because at that point, the dog did come in to our little recording room and it made kind of a mess of stuff and I chased it out. And then there was a long kind of a piano jam, and the storytelling kind of stopped. And so we're going to jump back in with a very quick conclusion here. All right. Okay, let's say happy Halloween to everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Have great trick-or-treating. Have, have good trick-or-treating. Don't get too scared. Don't get too scared. And remember, if you get in trouble, Ladybug Girl's there to help. Yeah. Gal, thanks for the scary stories. No, no more, no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. No more. Once upon a time, there was a big scary monster. Okay. Oh my goodness, the terrors that this poor dad has had to get through with the storytelling of these very scary young ladies. Still, and Emmeline are still live in the studio. You, ladies and gentlemen, you're the time. Oh man. You, ladies and gentlemen, are listening to Benedettiville Small Town Adventures here on KPCA-LP. And my daughters are trying to terrify me by making monster stories here live on the radio. We are not going to stand for it. Girl. Yeah. Yeah, we've got Ladybug Girl and there's monsters coming around. The monsters eating all these people? We're getting a litany of everybody in our neighborhood, our friends, and our loved ones. Oh. oh, man. All right. Well, uh, I disagree with that story, and we're going to talk about it. But first, what we're going to do is we're going to start another story. Now, this was one of the first podcast stories we ever told, and this is Stella's voice from two or three years ago now. And this is a story that everybody's going to know. It should be familiar to you all. So sit back, maybe get some popcorn. If you want to call it, no one has called in yet with a farm or a house or a cow, which I'm a little disappointed about. So if you have a farm or a house or a cow and you want to hook us up with that, the phone number here is still 707-981-7577. Feel free to call while we play you the wonderful, wonderful story that's about to come up right here. So do you want to tell a story? Sure. What should we tell a story about? I don't know. I didn't really know any stories. Okay, so... Do you? I, oh, what if I said that there... Have you ever heard a story about three little pigs? No. And they each built their own house? No way. 
And there was a big bad wolf? No and he hopped way. In, you've never heard that story? No way. Have you ever heard a story about a little girl with a red riding hood and she was in the forest and there was No a way, no way, no way. I think somebody's fibbing here. Let me get out my fib detector. Okay, I'm just going to apply the fib detector. Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. Under the arm readings are not a lot of fibs. We're going to apply it to the legs, see if there's some fibs happening. No fibbing? No fibbing at all? So you've never heard the story about the three little pigs? I will tell it to you. Okay? Good. Once upon a time, there were three little pigs. Their names were Tim, Tom, and Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> they all loved playing around. Tim and Tom especially. They would play around all the time. Guess what their favorite games were? Mm. One of their favorite games was called um, Stick in the Mud. <laughs> and the way that you played the game is you found the biggest pile of mud that you could find and you jumped in it and you rolled around until you looked just like a big bubble in the mud so that nobody could even see you. And they would play that for hours, just like rolling around in the mud. And one of their other favorite games was called Guess What I Ate. And that's where they would just go through anything and find the grossest things that they could possibly find. Because they were pigs, and pigs kind of eat anything. Like and, mud. Yeah, like mud, or like sticks. some rotten garbage, sticks. leftover food. Sticks. Not so much sticks, more like lots of rotten food stuff, meat, vegetables. Really yes, absolutely. So the, the game, the way that you play, guess what I just ate, is you eat something really gross, and then you go, and then Tim would go up to Tom and say, hey, guess what I just ate? And Tom would say, guess what I just ate? And Tim would say, um, you ate a rotten banana mixed with some mayonnaise. And he'd say, oh, you were close. It was a rotten banana mixed with a pickle. And then they would just gross each other out. And they would play that all the time, too, because they were pigs. Oh, most pigs know that game. You ever heard? Do you ever play that game? No way! Yeah. Yeah, it would be gross. I'm glad you don't play that game. Yeah, but it just wouldn't be as gross. But Rumpelstiltskin did not like playing those games. Rumpelstiltskin was a very serious pig, and he would watch his brothers playing those games, and he would say, "Um, brothers, who's going to help me organize the feed bags?" And they would be like, oh, Rumpelstiltskin, quit working all the time. He'd say, Rumpf. And then they would be playing stick in the mud. He'd be saying, you guys, who's going to help me fold these clothes and get them stacked up and clean? You guys are making a mess. And they'd be like, oh, Rumpelstiltskin, quit working all the time, man. You're always just so clean. Jump in the mud. We're pigs. Rumpelstiltskin was always busy working, organizing, learning Building he would always build stuff. Yeah. Well, when they were all old enough, and Rumpelstiltskin said, Tim and Tom, I don't like living with you guys. You're too dirty. You never help me out. I'm going to go live in my own house. And then Tim and Tom said, Oh, we want to live in our own houses too, or we could do whatever we want. And so they all three decided, Okay, well, let's move out. We'll each build our own house. And Rumpelstiltskin, in the back of his mind, thought, These guys are not going to know what to do. But... I wish him good luck, he thought to himself. And off he went to go build his house. And off went Tim to build his house. And off went Tom to build his house. Well, Tim 
was the first one to find a giant mud puddle. And since his favorite game was stick in the mud, he's like, oh, oh, I get to build my house here. Don't build your house too close because I want this mud puddle all to myself. And Tom was like, oh, man, fine. And he had to keep walking for his house. Now, Tim was not very good at building stuff. And so he just looked around that mud puddle and he found some straw. He's like, oh, this will work. And so he got the straw, and he kind of, like, leaned some straw up against some other straw, and it kind of made a house, but kind of not really. He had to be very careful because it would keep falling down all the time because it was just made out of straw. Have you ever tried to build something out of straw? Can you imagine what it would be like if you tried to build something out of straw? So Tim was building his house out of straw by the big mud puddle, and Tom was kept walking. He was like, oh, man, Tim's got that mud puddle. He's going to play stick in the mud all the time. It's the best mud puddle I've ever seen. And then... He looked down at what he had stepped in, and guess what he had stepped in? Mud. Not mud. He had stepped in some giant heaps of gross, smelly garbage because he had found himself back out behind the local grocery store where they threw out all the old, rotten, spilled, gross food. All the meat that had gone bad, all the vegetables that somebody had, like, picked up and dropped and smooshed on the floor of the grocery store. They said, oh, that's got to go in the slot pile, and they would throw it over the fence. And that's what he saw. He's like, oh, because guess what Tom's favorite game was? His favorite game was, guess what I just ate? And so he looked at all the gross things. He's like, I could play this game all day. And he started eating and eating and eating and eating and eating. And then finally he's like, uh-oh, it's getting dark. I'm going to need a place to live. And he looked around, and the only thing around that big slot pile sticks. So he took some sticks, and he also was not that good at building things. And so he would just lean the sticks up against each other to, like, make the walls, and then he tried to lean some sticks over across the top to make the roof, and that kept falling. He finally got it to stand up, but he had to be very still, and he couldn't sneeze, because if he sneezed, then the sticks would start falling. But he's like, this is a pretty good house. And he went, he went to sleep. Tim went to sleep in his house. Meanwhile, Rumpelstiltskin was out looking across all the land, and he had his little surveying glass to see what parts were flat, and he had his little tools to see how big and how wide things were going to be, and he had bags and bags of cement and mortar, and he had a whole cart full of bricks, because he knew that he wanted to build a big brick house. Yeah, he probably saw a place next to the barn. He saw a place actually next to a pond because the most important thing that he wanted to have next to his house was water. Because he knew that he would want to cook with water, he would want to wash with water, he would want to drink with water, do the laundry with water. Water was probably the most important thing. So he found a spot right next to a pond and there was a nice little creek that spilled out no of the pond. No fish. No fish? No. Fish downstream. Yeah, but there were some fish down there, and if he wanted to, he could take his little fishing pole and go fishing. Yeah. And so he started work, and he got out a shovel, and he started digging a spot to make his little foundation, and then he, was, he had his plans all worked out. And he did not finish his house the first day. He just kept working and working and working. Now, the word got out because the little birds would twitter about it, and the squirrels would chitter and chatter and laugh about it. And then eventually, the word got deep into the forest where the big bad wolf lived. His name was Carl. That all of the pigs had moved out of the big safe farmhouse and were now living in these different little places. And guess what Carl's favorite, most favorite, most favorite thing to eat was? Yes, he loved pigs. He dreamed about eating pigs. All he ever I bet he, I bet he, um, a lot of walls. Oh, absolutely.
so Carl was just slinking around the forest as he always did. I bet he built really big walls so they big bubbles when he get into that. Oh, that was that was Stiltskin's biggest plan was to have the biggest, strongest walls, and it would also keep the heat in so that he would be warm in the winter time. And I bet he was already working on the roof. Yeah, because this was days and days later. And all of the pigs were done with their houses. Rumpelstiltskin had finished his big, solid brick house with its nice, solid roof. And Tim and Tom... And I bet he made a chimney. He definitely made a chimney because he knew he was going to want to... And a stove. because he was going to want to cook stuff. Yeah, and he was going to want to, like, cook stuff. Yeah, and he also, I bet, got lots of pans. He definitely... And food. And food, pots and pans. And he even had a little bookshelf. Anna's favorite chair, which was pretty cozy, and a little bed. And books. And the books, of course. And he was snug as a bug in his, in his little house. Rumpelstiltskin was snug in his house. Tom was snug in his house, even though it was just made out of sticks. But he had, like, kind of a little flimsy door set up that he could close if it got, like, too windy or too cold out. And Tim had his little straw house, and he had got a little straw door. He already he had made. closed the door. Yeah. All their doors were already closed. And, you know, they would go visit each other all the time um, and say hi. And but not at the night time. Like, they said no, and, and so Carl, back, yeah, let's get back to that Big Bad Wolf. And Carl, you'd be lurking around, because that's what Big Bad Wolves do. They just kind of sneak and slurk around. And he heard, he heard the squirrels talking about how funny they thought it was that Tim and Tom had built these tiny little houses over by the slop pile and over by the mud pit. And Carl started thinking, about, hmm, why don't you? big old forest, but uh, if I could get some pigs, tasty pigs, well, I might just venture on out, he thought to himself. And he knew where the slot pile was, and he knew where the mud pit was. And so he slunk and snuck his way through the forest. And Tim, because the mud pit was closest to the forest, and so he went right up to that mud pit, and Tim was out of course, playing stick in the mud. And at first, the wolf didn't even think anyone was home. Luckily, we didn't see him because Tim was sneaking around in the mud, just like a big lump. But Tim saw that wolf all right. He went, Wah! and he ran into his house and he closed his little straw door. And the big bad wolf said, and he locked the little straw door. Yeah, he just had a little tiny straw lock on it. And that big bad wolf was outside and he said, oh, hey little pig, what? Just let me in. Come on, don't be all shy. And the pig was not a fool. Even though he didn't know how to build, he knew what that wolf wanted. He knew. Because his mom and dad would always tell him, they'd always watch out for wolves because wolves like to eat pigs. And he would say, yeah, 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 I remember. And he definitely remembered. And so he stayed in his house. He's like, I'm not letting you in. He said, oh, please, little pig, let me in. Not by the hair of my chin chin And he said, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And he had some nice hairs on his chinny chin chin. And that wolf thought about it. He said, hmm, you're not going to let me in, huh? He said, no way. And the wolf looked at that straw house. He says, well, then I'm going to huff and puff. I'm going to blow your house down. And the pig thought, the pig could run really fast. He could run really fast. And he said, um... He was a little nervous because he knew his house was just made out of straw. And then he heard the wolf outside. (laughs) 
and that wool could really blow. He blew like the big gusty winds, and he blew, and guess what happened to that straw house? It was straw everywhere, a giant straw hurricane flowing everywhere, and that house, not one little straw was left standing. And the wolf was really good at blowing, but after he blew that great big breath, he didn't have any breath left. And the pig saw him, and the wolf was going, <laughs> trying to get his breath back, and the pig went, and took off running. Because he knew that his brother Tom lived nearby. He knew his brother Tom had a house made out of sticks, so he was going to go check out with his brother Tom. And he ran, and he ran, and ran, and the wolf finally got his breath back and started running out. He's like, come back, pig! And the pig was running ahead. He said, Tom, 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 the big bad wolf's coming, the big bad wolf's coming, let's go, let's go! And so they jumped into that house full of sticks, and they closed the door, and the wolf... And they locked it. They definitely locked it, and the wolf showed up. He was pretty tired. He said, come on, guys, just let me in, please. I'm really tired. And Tom said, no way. Can't come in here. And so that wolf, he huffed. And he puffed, and he huffed, and he went... <laughs> it was a huge, huge gust this time. And guess what it did to that house full of sticks? Blew it to pieces. Not one stick left, except one that kind of got stuck in the hair of one of the piggy's chinny-chin-chins. And the wolf, of course, was even more out of breath this time than he was the time before. And when they saw that he couldn't quite run, they said, ah, let's get out of here, let's go find Rumpelstiltskin. And they ran and they ran and they ran down the road, over the lane, across the bridge, with a little creek that ran by Rumpelstiltskin's house. And they banged on the and said, Rumpelstiltskin, the wolf's out here, let us in, please. And Rumpelstiltskin, as calm as can be, let him in, closed the door, and locked it. Now the wolf, Carl, finally caught his breath. And he was a little bit slower, but he could he had a really good sniffer like wolves do. And he could follow their trail all the way. And then he saw the giant brick house of Rumpelstiltskin and he thought, Oh man. Oh yeah, I can knock that one over. So he went up to the door and he said, Uh, hey pigs. I'm really tired. Can you please just let me in, take a quick little snooze? And Rumpelstiltskin said, No wolf, go home. And Wolf said, Ugh, look, I'm just really hungry and tired. Can I please just come in for one minute? And Rumpelstiltskin knew not to let a wolf in. So he said, Nope, not a chance. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And the wolf said, All right then. I'm going to huff and puff. I'm going to blow your house down. Rumpelstiltskin laughed. Ha ha ha. I'd like to see you try. And the wolf huffed and puffed. And blew the most gusty breath he possibly could. And guess what? No, not a single breath. He didn't even blow over the, the welcome mat. He couldn't eat. That welcome house was so sturdy. Yeah, because Rumpelstiltskin had a little welcome mat out in front of his front door. And that didn't even move. And the wolf was panting, and Rumpelstiltskin went to the window. He said, Ha! Go home, wolf! Or it'll be bad news for you. Rumpelstiltskin built the house, right? And he also had a little pot blowing under the chimney. Well, he knew that there were only two ways into the house. The front door. Or the chimney. Or the chimney. Exactly right. So I put a pot under the chimney. Nice. And you put... Well, we do not know what's going on there. That is a very strange sound that we're hearing. 
So we're going to pause that. We're going to see if we can get it to come back on. Maybe my computer got scared of uh, what was going to happen with the little pigs. Or maybe my computer just scared to make sound in general. We're not sure. Emmy, how you doing over there? Good. Stella, how you doing over there? I'm doing fine. Did either of you put a curse on my computer because oh. we just got it fixed. We heard the whole story about getting it back and getting it fixed. That was a few years ago. Yeah, but I guess two years ago, we just got it fixed two years ago. I don't want to have to go take it in again. I kind of do because I want to go to the mall. Oh. oh, well, there you go. What about you, Em? What do you think happened? Yeah, and if the sneaky wizard that's invisible put a curse on that, think about where else that sneaky wizard could be right now, and what else that sneaky wizard could be doing right now. I wonder. That sound that we heard might have been the wizard laughing like. Maybe he laughs like a crazy robot. Emmy. I think you totally solved the mystery. Stella, watch yeah, that was, door. I was going to think of that. Just watch the door, because if there's an invisible wizard in here, and if he wants to get out, unless he has a get-through walls without opening them spell, he's going to have to go through that door. And when he does, as soon as that door opens, we're going to jump at the space in the door, and we'll probably tackle an invisible wizard. Yes. I think, ladies and gentlemen, listening to Benedettiville today, I think this will be the so first... Papa, be careful about an invisible wizard. Definitely. They have really pointy staff. They do? Mm-hmm. Like a spear? Mm-hmm. Like super sharp? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Em, well, then what should we do? Do you think we should tackle him if he opens the I door? I have an idea. Tell me what your idea is, though. He can't turn his staff invisible. He can't? can't? No, he can't. So the staff is still here somewhere? We have yeah. to just look for a pointy staff? Yeah, and then when the door opens, I grab the staff. Okay. And then you two jump on it. Emmy, how's that sound? What? Sounds like it'll work? Yeah. Yes, and. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, uh, out there in Radio Land, yes, we have. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, and is the best way to tell stories together. We magic have discovered. Magic code for happiness. It's a magic yes, code for and. working out everything. And what? And you could. Or you could, um. What? Dump water on the wizard because the wizard's are made out of fire. The wizard's made out of fire, okay. So, and also, if it gets really warm around you. You guys, we don't know where the invisible wizard has gone to. He might be right outside your house. So if it's really warm where you I, are... I can see him. Where is he? Is he invisible or still visible? What is happening right now? Invisible. Un- Stella. Stella, watch out. Ah. Quick. Help. There's invisible wizards doing all kinds of crazy stuff around here. Ladies it's and gentlemen. Behind, behind me. Okay. I can't turn around because I have, I have to stay on the microphone. So I need Stella or Emmeline or both of you to I help me out here. An idea. If he goes back to being invisible, Emmy, get him. We can put a bucket yeah. up above the door, yeah. and then when he opens nice. it, the bucket get will fall. Yes. And then that'll have water, and then the water will break the spell, and then we'll be able to see the wizard. You guys, I've got. Uh, there's a pretty clever team here. You know what? Hey, folks out there, if any of you happen to have problems with invisible wizards in your neighborhood, call us. We can help. Stella and Emmy are the best invisible wizard hunters I've ever met in my entire life. Oh. Hey, wait a minute. You know what that music means, don't you? That's the worst music in the world. 
It means it's the end of this episode of Benedettiville Small Town Adventures, folks. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week right here on KPCA 103.3 FM. Streaming live on the net at kpca.fm. And, um, you know, if you don't know how the story of the Three Little Pigs ends with Carl the Wolf and uh, Tim and Tom and Rumpelstiltskin, uh, let us know. We can tell you. But I think if you ask your mom and dad or if you uh, just think about it, you'll probably be able to finish that story up. I think it was getting to right about the end. Benedettiville is Geo, Jen, Stella, and Emmeline Benedetti. Hi, Jen. You guys want to say hi to Mom? Hi, Mommy. <laughs> All the stories and silliness in the episode were co-created. Benedettiville. And all the music you heard by Benedettiville. It's getting super wild in here, you guys. Invisible wizards, monsters. I'd like to thank Gary Edstrom for the uh, circus recording of Griffith Park Carousel that we used for the uh, Circus of Dave's. I'd like to thank Stella and Emmy for rocking it super hard in the studio. Thanks to Black Bus Weeding. Thanks to Magic Beans. Folks, we're at Benedettiville.com. Mail at Benedettiville.com if you have any ideas. It's been so much fun. We'll see you next time. Bye. You guys want to say bye? Bye-bye.